Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with author Jen D. Young. Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, Jen. How are you doing today? I am good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you and get to know you a little better. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started. So my name is Jen. I have been writing probably my, you know, most of my life, but professionally, quote unquote, it's been about three years. I have been published for right about two and a half years. And I have actually book 16 comes out very soon. I was born and raised just south of Seattle, about 30 minutes south. That's where I lived my whole life until about five years ago. And somehow I wound up in the deserts of Arizona. I hate it. I don't like it here. (laughs) I have two dogs. They are my entire world, Hermes and Loki. Love the names. Yes. So it's kind of a, a knock to mythology, which I love, and Marvel, which I also love. So I write mostly paranormal romance. I do have a couple random contemporary stories in there. And my favorite thing to write is reverse harem. So one girl, lots of guys, all the loving. Happy times. <laughs> Happy times indeed. Um yes. <laughs> There's a group on Facebook that um, sole p- focus is uh, reverse harems. And anytime I, I, I need a little bit of a giggle, I go in there because they so much love the genre and they'll pop in and like, I need my fix. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's see what people are going to be recommending. And then they're like, okay, well, what do you know? And then the questionnaire comes in. What are you in the mood for? Is this, you know, Faye or shifters? And then all that. And they're like, okay, well, I need this, this, and this. And I'm boom. And then there they are with the recommendations. It's like fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, reverse harem readers are voracious. They read <sighs> hundreds of books of a year. It is just it's crazy. Yeah. It's a whole fantasy of all the attention on me. And then I I have spoken to some of the readers and I'm like, but in real life, would you be dealing with that many men? (laughs) (laughs) And then one of them busted out one time. Well, in real life, they don't look like that. So no, (laughs) I was like, damn girl. (laughs) I was like, okay, about that. (laughs) But it's definitely a, a genre that um, a few years ago wasn't really, I mean, I know it existed, but it wasn't as popular as it has been within the last two. And it just continues to grow in the different types of dynamics between, you know, the, the usually it's the reverse harem tends to work significantly better, I think, in paranormal romance, because you can totally kind of get rid of that disbelief that people will get jealous and how is this going to work and stuff like that. Whereas in some contemporaries, you're going, hmm, good luck with that, buddy. Uh, and, and so, but it's been very, very popular. How did you come into deciding that that is exactly what you were going to be, you know, writing some of the stuff in? So I've been reading it for years to, to back to some of the ones that came out um, like four or five years ago. And I was terrified of it at first. So like my first, like six books, six, seven books were all 
male, female. And my best friend writes exclusively reverse harem. And she's like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Got to do it. So um, I broke down, not broke down. It didn't really take much to break me down. Um, <laughs> my arm, right? <laughs> yeah. And I went for it. And now I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Oh. Yeah. So it, it, it was, you have to wrap your brain around, okay, there's got to be a lot of character development because there's, you know, four, five, six different characters in yep. one book. Um, and I write in first person multi POV. So I like, you know, making sure e- each character's voice is heard. So it's, it's really fun to delve into, um, some of the guys and how you can have such different personalities, but yet together they like work so well together. Yeah. The, the dynamics that I've seen in a lot of these that I've read have been very interesting. I've always kind of find, find it fascinating when it comes down to the writing of sp- their specific scenes and just keeping track of who's doing the talking, which body part is where, and <laughs> it, like how, wait, it, based on the position you just said she was in, um, Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it gets challenging. I know some authors actually draw like stick figure yeah. diagrams, and I'm just like, these are hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So you don't do that then, huh? <laughs> no, no. I just I have a really good imagination. So uh, I have had one time where an editor was like, she can't contort in that way. I'm like. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. So let's fix that. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> yeah. And so with it being mostly in um, paranormal romance, that kind of then kind of changes a little bit as far as the type of, I want to say not the characters themselves, because I mean, you can still be a shifter and be a billionaire depending on what world you're living in kind of a thing. But when it comes down to those types of character developments, do you prefer to write a specific type of character as far as like within the PNR world? You know, some people love shifters, some people love, you know, vampires, some people love, oh, there's so many of them. So one of the things I like to say, like when I'm um, talking to a new person at a signing or something is you name some sort of paranormal creature and I have it probably somewhere in a book. Um, <laughs> I've done angels, demons, vampires, shifters, and then breaking down the shifters. I have snow leopards, tigers, wolves, bears, you know, it's like lions and tigers and bears. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mermaids. I got mermaids, I got warlocks. It's wow. just kind of mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. That is, that's great. Cause I know there's some people love the one versus the other. And some people are like, mm, I'm not into that unless they sparkle. And I'm like, okay, well, that's good for you. Um, <laughs> and think that that when it comes down to the tropes, how do you go about figuring that out for those stories? Because there's just usually like, again, in, you know, male, just one character to one, you have the males to friends, you know, friendships to, to lovers or enemies to lovers. When there's so many other characters all involved, How do you go about, you know, do you overall pick the one everybody's going to be enemies to lovers or this set is going to be this and this other person's going to be with that with the other one? That is definitely one thing that can be difficult to balance because you don't want too many tropes 
to where it gets like confusing or just, you know, you're throwing tropes in there for the sake of tropes. I'm very character driven. And the other thing is I am not a plotter. So I will have like kind of a basic idea of what I want the story to progress along. So it's kind of like a single line on a timeline. Well, then as I'm writing, things happen. So the person that was originally this person is now this person. So I've had like an enemy turn into one of the harem. And that was totally not where I was thinking that was going to go. It just kind of it happens as the characters talk to me and decide what they want to do. Um, I may have something like, oh, okay, I want this one to have um, some sort of like uh, damaged guy, damaged mm-hmm. male. Um, and okay, here I, I build a him from this. Um, I always like having one of those kind of um, damaged uh they don't know how to love or be loved type people. Those are always my favorite. So um, there's always, always one of those in most of my books. I think we always know someone like that in our lives in one aspect or another. So <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely sometimes one of these. I am usually driven by more of the genre than I am with the tropes. So I appreciate you not throwing a bunch of them in there. Um, cause I've seen that too, too. And I'm going, wait, 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 wait. I'm already trying to keep track of who's who and why they're together and what stuff, especially with verse harems. I don't need to have 50,000 tropes thrown in there, especially sometimes when it seems more like a shock value or because it's popular. Yeah. So definitely appreciate that. When it comes to your ideas, how do you go about, like, where do they come from? You're, you know, today I'm going to write about this and then kind of goes from there. I, since I was a kid, I always have had this insane imagination where I'll just start like with a thread. It's kind of like, or a spark or a light bulb goes off. And then I just kind of branch off of it. And then I keep telling the story to myself in my head. Or when I was a kid, I would act them out with my Barbies or, you know, things like that. Um, I'm very emotionally driven when it comes to writing. Like I can't, force myself to write something if I'm not like feeling it that's why I've jumped around series so much but I I I, that's just who I am you know I I write the ones that are talking to me and when they start talking they don't shut up and we just have to get their stories going but that's kind of just how it goes like and and as I'm writing things develop themselves characters can totally turn on their heads which is kind of some of the f- fun stuff about the the way that I write although mm-hmm. it can be detrimental when you're building like a long complicated world mm. yeah I know some some authors are planners and plotters and they they write every little thing down and then others because they're they're panthers they just don't and then of course that one time that that one character out of nowhere decides to be up in your ear um, I always love it when um, authors say that, yeah, that the characters speak to me. And I'm like, okay, because I understand that at concepts. I, I'm not an author, but I understand where that, that idea just comes to you. And they're like, hello, remember that thing? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a character completely change your directive of where you were going? This is what you were planning on doing, but he's just so freaking loud or they're so freaking loud. 
Yeah. So my, my first reverse harem series book, there was one guy and he was going to be the villain. He, he was just, he was going to be the bad guy, absolute evil asshole, everything like that. And then I think I got about halfway through writing the first book and I'm oh, just wow. like, um, no, no, this is not going to happen. We're, we're going to take this further. So I don't want to like spoil anything, but he is not what he appears to be. Mm. So it's kind of, and I was like, okay, you just totally effed up. Now I have to come up with a different <laughs> bad guy. Like, how am I going to do this? But I have to do it because you're not going to shut up. <laughs> As they sit in the corner and smirk at you, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn characters, when they get loud, they get annoying. But hey, we love it as as the readers when we get those stories and we're going, oh, 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 okay. I see that. And, you're, and I'm sure a lot of times you guys are like, I'm so glad you guys loved it because he was being such an asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I know that in social media, we, we've, when the authors are, you know, chatting and they're saying, and they're telling us a little bit about the book here and there, sometimes they're like, oh yeah. And I, and in chapter three, there's supposed to be a sex scene, but I'm so not into it. So I'm just going to write insert sex scene here. Is there a type of scene that you love to write? And also on the opposite that are very difficult for you to write? So this is kind of funny. So lately I've been doing a lot of co-writes with my best friend and we kind of have different strengths um, when it comes to writing and mine is sex scenes. So (laughs) when she, what she does a lot of the times is, is write, you know, all the major plot points and things. And then I'll go in and add details and then add the sex scenes. So that's apparently that's my thing. Those are real, and I like writing them. They're they're fun. I do have to kind of get my head in the in the game sometimes, so to speak. Um, I hate fight scenes. I I I I just like am like okay, what do I describe here, and how is this going here? And so those ones are probably not my favorite. Yeah, I, I can see that, and a lot of times, especially in in in, in fantasy and in PNR, where things are a bit more magical things that would normally make us knock on conscience and, and of, you know, and a scene because we're not getting back up all of a sudden they're standing up and they're ready for the next round. And you're going, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so you're doing some co-writes. When can we expect some of those to come out? Um, so we have one, two, three out already. Three. Okay. I think. Um, and then the fourth of that comes out on the 29th. Nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's it's been really fun because we've been, we actually met through the book world. And then it was like, we found out we actually live like 15 minutes away from each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, okay, now we're best friends. And then <laughs> it was like, oh, do you want to write something together? Or I think um, she was talking about something she was wanting was going to write. And I was like, I can help you. We can go write it. And then it kind of was just born from there. That's awesome that you went ahead and went that. I know sometimes there's things that I'm like, I think it, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Cause again, imposter syndrome. Um, yeah. But I love that you did it, that you really said it out loud and it worked out. That's fantastic. Yeah. I don't think I could co-write with anybody else because I'm a little, you know, with the, the way that I write and how things develop. I think she's the only one that could 
put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask her that when I have her on the epi- on one of the episodes <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it's uh, there's there's been significantly more of the co-writing style than you know the author friends and stuff like that, and hell, even some you know author narrators that have written books together. And sometimes it works where you have no idea who is writing what chapter and other times, not so much when you're going, "Mm, I know who wrote this and you know, the other ones and some things are not seamless as they should be at the end of the day, even though there's two people writing it, I don't want to know if this is a a you or a there, you know, kind of a thing. It should be completely seamless. Um, But it also takes a lot, you know, the criticism that I said, I mean, how do you suggest some things if they need to be changed? And, you know, there's always a little bit of ego, even amongst best friends. So how do you yeah, handle you have some have of those? Lot. Yeah, you have to have a lot of trust in the other person. And with us, it's kind of funny because we could finish each other's sentences. Ooh. So this latest one that we were writing, there were times where like I was watching her in google docs as she was writing and we were chatting in messenger and she's like oh well what should happen here and i'm like oh this this and this and then i start just randomly typing where she left off and i was like oh crap do you want me to stop she's like no i'm she's she sends me the little you know eating popcorn (laughs) you know like uh just keep going i'm enjoying this so it's it's pretty unique with us that's good. I think that when you can find a, that kind of relationship in anything, right. Whether it's in real life or work or even, you know, a best friend or a coworker, it's fantastic. But even when it's bringing something else to life that brings joy to other people, it's even better. I think sometimes. So that sounds oh, yeah. like fun. So you guys, when you're writing like that, is it, you take one POV or one chapter and, and, or do they just, and then the other way around, or is it just, Hey, your turn in the middle of the same, you know, a different chapter here and there. It, it kind of just depends. Sometimes we'll do chapters or um, we usually both kind of gravitate towards one type of character and it's different. So I'll usually grab that character because I'm like, oh no, we need to talk more about him. And she's like, no, we need to talk more about him. And I'm like, okay, we can do both. I'm like, you write that part. I'll write this part. Um, I do the sex scenes and we just kind of go from there. Of all the characters that you've written, is there one, and if so, which one is it that you, you know, connect with the most and why? So I love this question because um, it didn't happen until last year. Mm. So like my first trilogy, I have that idea when I was in high school. So, you know, 15 some odd years ago. And that character was always kind of me. And I thought, you know, okay, she's going to be the character that's most like me forever and today. Then I started writing um, Seeking Snow Falls, which is the first book in my Snow Leopard series. And I just started writing. And the more I started writing, the more the main character became me. Like her reactions to things her experiences, the way she processed it, it was kind of creepy. And I, it was about like halfway through the book. I'm like, okay, I just have to accept that I am putting my soul into this book because this character is me. Um, it, it was, 
terrifying when the book came out because I'm like, oh my God, what if they don't like her? If they didn't, you know, then they're not gonna like me. But it actually is my my best selling book by far. Um, and it was kind of what helped like catapult my career a little bit. Um, so it, it ended up very good. Hey, it's hard. I mean, I know since, and you guys as authors make fun of this all the time about you piss me off. I'm going to write you in a book and kill you off. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or you get the question like, so that sexy neighbor, is he really your neighbor? And so I can only imagine what it's like to have some of that, so much of you in a character that it's, you know, this, you know, not other people know this because you said it here. Um, it's scary to put yourself out there that way. So thank you for sharing that part of you with us. Yeah, it it, <laughs> it it was terrifying. It it still kind of is a little terrifying, you know, each book. I know some authors will say, oh, well, it kind of gets easier. And then you have the ones that are like, no, each release is still like fingernail biting, um, freaking out, you know, breathing into a paper bag type <gasps> situation. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. And then you decide to do it all over again by same book, but now different format audio. Um, <laughs> what made you decide to have your titles in audio? I am a audio fanatic and I have been probably for about three or four years. Mm-hmm. And like, since I started writing that, I don't listen to as much audio or, you know, if I'm doing other things, but um, I definitely have a huge oral fixation. Um <laughs> So I was like, I knew I wanted to have audiobooks even before the books actually came out. <laughs> if that makes sense. No, yep, so, nope, yep, does. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then um, I actually talked my best friend into doing it uh, with her best-selling book. And I was like, we got to do it. 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 And next thing I know, she's like, okay, I talked to him. And I'm like, Yes. Ah, the enabler. I love it. (laughs) The audio enabler. Yeah. Um, So does that mean that knowing that you wanted to have these in audio and knowing that going forward, your books, this is kind of like what you want to continue to do. Do you write with audio in mind? Yes. Okay. I very much do. Um, I can hear the voices in my head, like as like they're talking. Um, My last few books, um, Bridget and Jake Bordeaux are my narrators. And so I kind of start thinking about how I want to tell them to voice this character or this character or this character. And and so as I'm like typing, I can actually hear it in my head and it, it makes it really, really fun sometimes. And then when I get to listen to the files, then I'm like falling over onto the floor. <laughs> Yeah. Do, do you do that mad author moment where you're going to stick in a word or a phrase that you're going to like try to get them to say just for the shits and giggles of it all when you know who the narrators are going to be? Uh, no, actually, I, sometimes I do. Um, it was funny because my first trilogy, when I was writing the last book, mm-hmm. um, the first book had already been recorded and we were planning on the second book. So the third book, I think I actually counted it and I put like 50 more F words into it. And I'm like, 
I know it because Tim Page is going to say all these F words. That, that's probably why I did that. Uh, <laughs> ah, Tim. But it's, it's subconscious. It's subconscious. Okay. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Mm. Or maybe I just don't want to admit that I was doing it. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, we all have. I, I've, I've spoken to many an author, as you know, and some of them literally are like, hold my beer and they try to one up. You know, like <laughs> the narrator, and it's like, "Ooh, I got you." Or other ones would be like, "You fucking asshole! I love you, but asshole." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How involved are you when it comes down to the overall process of getting your your titles into audio? Are you totally involved in casting? Do you only provide suggestions? How does that process look for you? Um. So with all of mine, I've asked them specifically the specific person so with the um my first trilogy my first audiobook um I had already known I wanted Sarah Puckett and I was like please 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 and so we did auditions for the mail but I kind of already knew who I had in my head but I wanted to hear it out loud just to make sure um and so I did that and then that was um, the Shadows Ascending trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then when I had um, Airless made into audio, I was like, okay, I already know I want Gregory Salinas and Les Lamb. So that happened. Um, and then the other ones is Bridget and Jake. And I love working with them. Um, with them, it's really awesome because they'll send little snippets of Mm -hmm. each character to make sure that you know we like the voice and it 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 makes it a little bit more involved and then it's funny because I'm actually listening to the files for our latest Mm -hmm. audiobook right now before I submit them and Bridget and I are kind of messaging back and forth and I was like I'm dying this is so good she's like just wait until you get to this part and then I'm messaging my co-writer and I'm like I think I'm on the floor today listening to this <laughs> i love it when you guys get excited um about the books that you you've already written so you know what's gonna happen but at the same time you guys get so excited about it that it's just so you know infectious and i know it's gonna be really good based on the level of excitement and i know that a lot of authors are like oh this is the best or oh my god i love it but there's just there's something in the energy that i'm like oh they're really really happy about this and i'm like mm-hmm, okay Insert so I, I, list. <laughs> I am my own worst critic. Mm-hmm. I am like this. This sucks. This is trash. Nobody's gonna like it. I want to, you know, yeet it across the room. Um, then I actually start listening to the audio mm-hmm. files, and then I'm like, oh my god, oh my <laughs> god, and I'm like, I wrote this. I'm like, I was messaging Aspen. I'm like, I wrote this. I'm like, I wrote this scene, right? She's like, yes, she did, and I'm like, oh there's something wrong in my head. (laughs) Well, you're not alone girl, because apparently we all love a lot of this stuff. So um, (laughs) you're not alone. (laughs) Yeah, no, you've had the, I was going through the list of your books and I'm going, okay, these are really good narrators and, and things like that. Do you have like a wish list of narrators as you're writing these books 
and the story that you're kind of go, oh, okay, this person would be really good. This is my first option. This would be option number two. You know, of course, only scheduling would impede anybody from doing a book. Um, right. And things like that. Do you have that? Like, do you have a wish list like that that you, for your narrator, since you are also a fan? I mean, there's always the ones, you know, that you're like, <sighs> like Aaron Shedlock would probably, Aaron Shedlock and Stella Hunter would probably be like my unicorns. Um, really? Okay. Uh, other than those that I've already had. Because uh-huh. yeah. it was with like Sarah and Tim, that yeah. was unicorn. And then I got Gregory and Lessa and that was unicorn. And then Bridget and Jake. There, there's so many people that I want to work with, mm-hmm. and I want like it's a trick question uh, of sorts. So don't. <laughs> I, know. I know there's just too many. I'm just like I love everybody. Yeah, you know, there's so many she- great voices yeah. out there, right? And there's also so yeah. many up and coming that I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, like <laughs> where did you come from? I mean, we're like been on my life. <laughs> Um, the first time I listened to Blake Lockhart, I'm like, mm-hmm. where have you been? And I want more books right now. Yeah. I'm like, now, now. More. Rob uh, Pickerman was one of those for me. Pickerman. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, I'd probably claim his last name. Um, <laughs> but he, he is so good. And it's like, there's this, there's such a quality to some of these voices, you know, and a lot of times people are fans are busting out with, oh, he has a dark, you know, a deep growly voice. But there's also something else in some of the uh, some of the male narrators and some of the female narrators where it's a little more it's lighter. It's or like the girl next door or it's like, oh, I know someone that sounds like that or some of the other ones that are have this husky, sultry thing to them, you know, and it's like, wow, where have you been? Mm hmm. Like, like literally man like where are you now so i can go hang out um (laughs) (laughs) can you just talk to me read the phone book oh goodness yeah like amberly connors is one of those for the girls for me this year i was like wow and her she's able to switch into accents not like fluent like swiftly and like not even thinking about it i'm like oh i'm in love <laughs> uh, I I will fully admit to writing characters with accents just so I can have the accents in my audios. Yeah, well, the listeners, I, I am of course, an love accent it. freak. Yeah, what's I your favorite accents? Russian is a is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, a great British. I'm just like, okay, you have those, you have those, you know, the Shaneists of the world. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of cheating because that's really his voice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but there's so many other ones that people don't stop to think about when it comes down to it. I'm like, I, I, who is this? Luke is Lucas Webley. Yeah. Cause his brother, I always get him and his brother. He has a twin brother. Um, (laughs) the names, I have a twin. And so it's always, I'm used to people going the whole Francis Viviana. And so even I do it to some people sometimes I'm like, oops, sorry. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's so many out there that you're going, how do I choose? <laughs> yeah. Lucas Webley. He's another one that, oh, talk about a British period. And then the accents, but also be able to do Scottish and Irish and lots of other ones you're going, girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Who was I? Um, was I like? Troy Duran has a great Irish. Um, um, oh my god, why am I blanking? And Jason Clark, mm-hmm. I'm like, I should know this. I'm like, his <laughs> Irish is great. I'm listening to that right now. Yeah. Um, 
Patrick Zeller is another one that I was like, yes. wow, you're yes. Irish. Damn boy. Um, um yeah. I, I listened to uh, Michelle Mills has the Monsters Love Curvy Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does all of them. And I'm like, I love these. I'm like, <laughs> I love monsters. <laughs> yeah, I was I was listening to a book that he did. Uh, it was a multicast and duet narration, and it's by TJ London, and it's a historical um, you know, f- fiction with you know ra- romantic elements in there, but it's he classifies a romance. And damn, when he, and he's 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 done a couple of good, like one or two funny villains um in there but he did the the a set of drunk guys at this one thing and for a second there i had to text the author and go is, is this it sounds like patrick but he goes no that's patrick i'm like oh damn tj and i couldn't guess uh jason was in that book too and there was times too where i'm going i think that's jason but their range is so big that the, those right? are the kind of those are the kind of books though that i'm like when i can tell immediately that it's just the one that's great i love that but when I have to struggle to realize, I'm going, oh, I like you. <laughs> because they've stressed them. There's something I haven't heard before, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm all for the, the 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 alpha male and the gravelly voice and stuff like that. But when I have to really like, that was such a good character. Was that Jason? And they're like, yep. I'm like, oh, my God. And I know that happens more in multicast because there's a lot of them at the same time. You can't really do that much so much in you know singer narration or dual narration, but still yeah. I love it when that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I and went then you, girl. So, <laughs> right, like uh, like what my my love Kim Lorraine and Meg Ann have done with their their make game series and having the little guest appearances by some of the people as you know, random off characters. I'm like, Ooh, I like this. Yeah, those when those surprises happen, I love it when authors do that. It's like they 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 like to please the listeners, and at the same time, going thank you so much for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. when that happens, I know Lauren Blakely has done some of that. A um, couple other ones, but of course, I blank out when I'm put in the spots. Sorry, guys, right. love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's it, there's a lot of things that have been done, and but others, you know, because there's so many books out there, we just don't know about them all. And so when I love talking to you guys and also the, the fans. And so when we're talking um, and that comes up, we're like, oh, what about this? And like, oh, oh, yes. And oh, and then what about that? Oh, yeah. And so, you know, this is also why our to be read lists and to be listened lists are immensely long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's why it's fun to be a fan as well as, you know, an author. Um, my dream would be to have, you know, get a, get a full cast duet for one of my reverse harems one of these days. So you've put it out there. It will happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, those are always fun. I know that people are starting to get more into those multicast duet styles, but I I love it when, when it's done right, it's so good. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you, you can have a single narrator. There's one Nicole Poole who many times people think it's a multicast and it's just her and her range between the girls and the male characters is so good. I'm like, I know I'm, I'm straight, but damn girl, when you talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to remind mm-hmm. myself that, you know, a, it's a fictional character and B, you know, <laughs> it's Nicole. <laughs> so if you haven't checked her out, you should, she's really good. Super nice too. Um, again, huge range. Yeah. yeah. 
So you're going to be at an event sometime in September called the Lore, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm like low-key freaking out. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's going to be so many amazing people there. Mm-hmm. Oh so is this your first convention as a an attendee and be also as an author or more so as an author? Um, I have done a few um uh, signings, but this will be like, okay, the first one where narrators are there and um where I'll be very, very, very much trying to keep my cool because <laughs> I'll get to meet some of my favorite narrators and also some of my absolute favorite authors that I've been reading for years and haven't actually met yet. So oh, it's going to be that. a very interesting weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's interesting how we always get really nervous beforehand. And then, you know, you bump into one and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then the conversation starts flowing and it's like, whoosh, the nerves go away. And you're raving, you know, you're talking to each other, the, it it clicks on who each other are, because sometimes that's happened. If you don't see the name tag, you literally think this is the random person. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, you're the narrator or, oh my God, you're the author. And it's, it's funny when that happens, but at the same time you're going, oh my God, I just need to fool up myself. But no, um, you you don't, (laughs) or you don't see their name tag at first. And then you look down and you're like, oh my God, I've just been talking to, you know, so-and-so for Mm -hmm. ever. Oh Yeah. No, I mean, I will say that as a community as a whole, I'm sure you, you know, you know, um, it's really good overall and everybody's so sweet. Um, everybody's so excited about this upcoming event because it's so specifically and exclusively just for audiobooks. It's the first one. I think uh, other events have realized the there's a draw and an audience of interest there. And so they've been adding narrators to the list or the production companies have been bringing them but it's just different when you're like, this is for us, for you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are always fun. So you have your, um, your list of uh, narrators and authors um, and things are going to get signed. Are you bringing some swag for your fans and stuff like that? Uh, yes. I just ordered some <laughs> new fun stuff. Um, I love, I love swag. So I was yeah. like, okay, what, what am I bringing? You know, what all, um, and then I'm like, okay, what books do I bring for the narrators to sign of like my own, like signed book collection, not my books, but other mm-hmm. authors books. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out like prioritize because there's only, only so much suitcase space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you are going to get your own book signed. Like I'm sure you have like, these are my, my books of mine that I've written and not, not Tim sign it. You know, kind of thing. Okay, good, good, good. So I have a shelf. I actually got to meet um, Bridget and Jake in October in Vegas. So I have um, at that point, the ones they had done signed, but I'm going to take like my personal collection and have them all my, I actually will have five out of my six narrators there. Good. Yeah. No, the list of narrators is fantastic and it keeps growing. Both yes. authors and narrators. So I'm like, ooh, it's not yeah. like a guessing game. Like, who would today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Um, I, it's a great group of both authors and narrators. And I'm really, really hoping that everybody has such a great time and that they discover new ones. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like a lot of times there have been situations where 
I may not have ever picked up a book, but the moment that I start talking to the author, I just kind of get hooked and I fall in love with them. And so I'm like, so what's your book again? Okay. I can have a copy and I buy one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or like mine will be like, I'm walking by and I see a super pretty cover and I'm like, yeah, 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 I have it too. Yeah. I was just talking to an author and, and she has such pretty covers that completely think it makes you think that they're contemporary, but hers are contemporary sweet romance Omega verse. And I'm going, okay, tell me more. <laughs> yes. That is, I, that's my book that releases on the 29th is a sweet verse Omega verse contemporary. Nice. Yeah. Yes. I, I was talking to her and I'm like, I, you know, I, I try to be as, as hip with everything that's going on. But again, there's just so many different genres and books and everything like that. I knew that there was different types of Omega verse. Um, but usually everybody, the one that everybody talks about is the darker side of the Omega verse universe when it comes down to, you know, dubious consent, really dark issues and lots of triggers. And, and then when she was telling me about all this other stuff and I'm like, you need to, you need to tell people about this because there's, you know, and apparently there's, there's a lot of people that already know it, but I'm like, no, you need to tell the masses. So that's why I had her explain to, to everybody about like, okay, what is this in specifics? Because that's the other thing too. It's one of those genres that's a little tricky to explain. You know, yeah, it really yeah. is, especially when it's, they're not shifters, Yeah, but they have kind of some tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's still fun. So you're it, it is it is huge in the reverse harem world right now. It's like there are authors that are getting close to the top 100. Yeah. Yeah. So you say you have a book that's upcoming that's in this um, you know, sweeter side of Omega verse. Can you tell us anything about it yet or not yet? Yes. So um it's called Perfectly Not with the not being K-O-N-T. Um, I love that. <laughs> for knots. Yeah, I know that's, I, I'm like, that's such a, uh, almost corny thing, but it's not really corny. It's, it's cute. I love it. Um, it's probably one of my favorite books I've written. I co-wrote it with my bestie Aspen Black. Um, and our, our main character, um, has been abused in her past and, and harbors, you know, some PTSD things, um, along with some, um, fight or flight instincts. And Mm -hmm. she goes to work in a, um, for a a huge corporation and the four CEOs, you know, uh, owners of the company actually find her and, um, instantly know that she's their mate. Um, there's three alphas and a beta and I love these guys so much. They are sweet. And um, there's one that's a little growly. He's, he's had some, he's, he's my uh, tragic past, you know, broken. Um, come here. I want to just wrap you in hugs and let no one ever touch you again uh, type characters. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I love the progression of the story how they all learn to heal together, um, fight their pasts, uh, overcome everything and, you know, have, have their happily ever after. Oh, yeah. I think that's one of the things that when I first learned, cause I love PNR and, you know, and I can do anything from angels to fate to, you know, shifters and vampires, but I, I, I tend to kind of gravitate a little bit more to the shifter. And I think it's because of the whole, like you make your own family 
versus that mm-hmm. of just the blood and and the protectiveness of protecting your family and who those individuals are regardless and still being able to say you're an asshole but i love you but you're our asshole and if you get too far into being an asshole we're going to fix that uh, <laughs> you know um and so when i when i can get to stories that are like that and have those character developments i'm like off that's my jam right there so mm-hmm. be adding that to my list and that title is just so cute and i love it when there's <laughs> and it works out like that but also i can also see about the whole concept of like fonts and that's just my marketing brain jumping in there like oh the stuff that you can do with those letters and like oh my god i'm such a geek sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's fun i love like i said pretty covers covers are important sometimes people yeah. don't realize that i'm all for like don't judge a book by its cover but work a little harder on some of these girls you know like some of the yes. stuff you know covers mean a lot that's how you get your your product out there and yeah no you have to so your covers are nice mm-hmm. by the way i love your covers thank you yes i, I know that there's there's a little bit of everything in there and there's you know i love the color scheme and stuff like that too you know that yes. you've done yeah those are great and the fonts mm. right i'm yeah. like that is just it, it's it you think it's simple um but it's no. like the little things like yeah. in my snowfall series the o is a snowflake mm-hmm. like I'm like, I love that. I think yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. And the shadow ones, you have also a little symbol. It's, it's almost like a, a little star of sorts, right? And the O. What do you call that? I call that a spark. Uh, it was the um, the Eye of Horus. I think okay. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all those little things, those details. But when you find that pretty font, I'm like, grab it. Keep it. Uh-huh. You mm-hmm. know? And it doesn't have to be overly done. It could just be one word. You know, and I think that that's where you've excelled in your covers and stuff like that, where I'm seeing there's, there's, you know, swirls into it. It's, it's, you know, curvy and stuff like that, but also it's not too hard where I can't read and understand it when it's in a phone and a, you know, little avatar yeah, box. I, I totally <laughs> can't take credit. I have some amazing designers that I work with that I'm just like, um, you're mine. Never go away. I'm just going to keep using you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> well it, 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 but also that's it takes a lot to see that you know and understand that too it's a you know when they, they, it's a it's a job that i love you know and i know it takes a lot of work and you can literally go down the rabbit hole of fonts and uh and especially when you're like i don't know if have you ever like have you ever done a search for fonts I, I am not artistically inclined. So every time <laughs> I try, I have like analysis paralysis where I'm oh. like, oh, this and then over this. And I'm like, uh, no, I need to run away because I'll spend three hours trying to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will tell you that the worst feeling is when you think that you found the font and every letter works except for that one. And you're going, damn it. Oh, that's no. Oh. So that's when you kind of get creative. But this again, this is why you have your graphic designers that can do this stuff you know so that's good um but enough about the fonts again i'm a geek i'm sorry um (laughs) (laughs) when you're not working and writing all these awesome books and stories and developing these fantastic characters that we fall in love with and want more of what do you do for fun uh audiobooks um (laughs) i I, i'm like fun what is fun um movies um i'm a huge marvel nerd um i i love all things marvel um mandalorian baby yoda oh, yeah, uh, most of the time i just spend my evenings 
laying in bed and playing silly games on my phone and watching, you know, things like Bob's Burgers or putting mm-hmm. a Marvel movie marathon on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty low key. So I'm like, we'll just stay at home and um, living just outside of Phoenix. There's about four months out of the year where you can't really walk outside without it, you know, being like a furnace. So I stay inside. I hear you as a Floridian. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, the, the Marvel stuff has been coming out. It's been really good. I'm glad that um, they've done those little series offhand in between movies. Um, and um, I know that I'm really jamming on the most recent ones. Miss um, Marvel. Miss Marvel. Is yes. It? yes. 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 I love the culture of it, how they're doing everything there. And then uh, the one that was before that one, uh, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Was it Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, that was another one that I was like, oh, nice font. See, geek, told you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's funny too. A lot of the authors that I talk to and the narrators are like, wait, what? what's fun? And I'm like, the things that you do outside of work. I know, right? Well, <laughs> let's just face more. Most of us authors have a, a lowly day job too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So between the day job and um, uh, writing, and then I also proof audiobooks on the side too. So I'm like, I, I don't have time. What oh, is yeah. fun? Mm. <laughs> but hey, it doesn't have to be these grand gestures of things. Hanging out with the doggies and being able to watch, uh, you know, or bench, you know, bench see something. It's been good, you know. So it's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yep. So you, as someone that use and are constantly around words oh, what is your favorite word separate of that of what's your favorite curse word because that's the second part of that question <laughs> um discombobulated is always bad one of my favorite words mm-hmm. it's a good one it's just fun to say it's uh, i've thrown it in a book a time or two um mm-hmm. but I, I just love saying it that's good and so what about your favorite curse word fuck <laughs> yeah I'm that's like, a good one <laughs> who, who, who doesn't like that there's so many different you know ways it could be used and said and um it, it's just a very 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 diverse word mm-hmm. yeah as someone that can use it as a noun adjective pronoun and everything in between I understand <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's very versatile I love that but I also love the word discombobulated it's a uh, yes can, yeah be said and mean a lot and just in the word itself um, can be yeah so good so one of the things I love to do with our um, our guests because it's a little bit of getting to know you and also like oh you sneaky little tricky person you is playing the game of two truths and a lie where you're going to tell us three things about yourself of which one is a lie and we have to figure out which one it is and I do say we because the listeners I really hope you all are playing along really otherwise you know it's fun to play yeah. i think so i think having that moment of like okay am i right am i oh yes i was or oh no i wasn't like i completely botched it the last episode that i recorded i was like oh <laughs> damn i sucky poo today but the previous one i knocked it out of the park but still it's okay so if Ooh. you're ready okay um, what are your three things about you okay number one i can only write while listening to music Two, I have a custom Funko Pop of myself. And three, I have the release date of my first book as a tattoo. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Okay. See, these are all like very plausible and, you know, cause I know that you can get custom Funko pops made and that, that first release date is very important to the authors. And it's like, Oh, you're going to make it memorable. Um, but yeah. And also again, writing while listening to music, a lot of authors do that. Oh goodness gracious. Okay. Okay. Let's see. This is where I wish I had a music theme like Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> you did good girl. You did good. Um, I want to say the lie is custom funk pop of yourself. No. Good for you. I'm glad you have <laughs> I do. Um, I am from the land of Funko. So when I go back home to visit, I go up to the Funko headquarters uh, north of Seattle and I got a nifty cool one with blue hair and everything. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the lie is, is I can only write while listening to music because I can actually only write with silence. <gasps> okay. I get too distracted. So I'm like, I'm like squirrel, squirrel. So <laughs> silence is, is great for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I do have the, the release date of my first book as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's uh part of the eye of forest, which is, um, big in the book and it has a quote from the song that helped inspire it so wow so very intricate all-encompassing that's awesome yes Mm -hmm. yeah well I love this that's so cute I love it all between the tattoos and the Funko Pops and also the whole like because I know people that write in silence and I know other ones that cannot deal with the silence they have to have the music um, for inspiration or just a cadence sometimes too they've said so and now we know a little bit more about you as well great thank you for sharing so before we go can you tell us what you're currently working on if you can share and then what's coming up next for you um so just like just finished writing the end for perfectly not yesterday so it's kind of going through some last minute edits and proofing before it gets uh formatted and sent out to my review team um, very, very, very excited for that. Uh, audiobook wise, as I mentioned earlier, I am mm-hmm. listening to the latest audiobook we just had recorded. Um, and that is for Darkmore Manor. And that is co written with Aspen Black, uh, Demons and Gargoyles and Yummy Creatures. Oh my. I was just um, about to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's horns and tails and all sorts of fun stuff. And I'm about falling out of my chair listening to it. Nice. Uh, coming up, um, I am working on a short story piece for an anthology that comes out um, very soon. It is called One More Kiss, and it is to um, benefit the... Um, suicide prevention mm. um, charity. Okay. So it's something that's pretty near and dear to my heart. So I am really excited that I'm going to be able to contribute to that. Um, I'm just taking a break other than that. I am relaxing, celebrating the win yesterday of right in the end. Um, have more audiobooks recording in August. So wow. woohoo. We have a lot of looking forward to to do then, huh? Yes. 
I, again, I love it when you guys share that something else is coming up and it and it gets us all excited. And then we're like, well, wait, if it's coming out on this date, then that means I still have time to go back and reread or re-listen to something just to make sure I'm all caught up again. And so then you go back and it's all fun. It's all fun. It's one of the reasons why I love this community so much. There's so yes. much positivity with everything and you know, not, you know, maybe you're not the only one that likes gargoyles. And now you have an entire team of people that, you know, love gargoyles with you guys, you know, so it's really yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and getting to to chat and getting to know you better. It's been so much fun. I'm looking forward to it in September when I get to, you know, meet you. And, and if we're doing the hugging thing, we'll do the hug thing and, and the lore when it comes when we're there. So it'll be so exciting and fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've been a big fan of the podcast, so mm-hmm. getting to come on is like a little fangirl moment for myself. So I Aww. am excited. Oh yay! Thank you so much. I love hearing that. Um, I I I hope everything is is to your liking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I will be including all your social media information for your for anybody that is for whatever reason not following you for them to follow you now. As that's a hint that y'all should um, if you're not but that information will be included in this episode's um, post over at Viviana Enchantress of Books and until next time happy listenings thank you again thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon special thanks to Nixley Zenner Carol Liebner Brittany Robinette Leiter Don Darch Michelle Bastard the audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.